Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Jimmy of House Nuts. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we are going to be talking about some very speculative Dunkin' Egg TV show news. Uh, Matt, what do you got for us today? Yeah, so um, I saw actually a couple sites talking about this. I swore I saw it on IGN, but... Uh, I've got a screen rant article here too, and basically, what it comes, to, what it's ultimately going to talk about is sort of what we already know, which is HBO or Max or whatever the hell it is these days uh, <laughs> is is saying that they have about three seasons worth of content for the Night of the Seven Kingdoms. Now we do know it's currently on hold with the writer strike, um, and George has been on his not a blog posting pictures. He's out there on the picket lines too, so that means he's not writing, but hey, he's supporting. Uh, the writers. Nonetheless, you know, House of the Dragon was sort of in a situation where he's actually written everything he's going to sort of write for it. It's big extended outlines and he did actually write some pretty detailed novellas, which is what ultimately made its way into Fire and Blood. But the Duncan Egg stories, he wants to write seven of them and he has three done. Now we do know a few points of what happens there is again still sort of that small outline that we see in the world of ice and fire and we hear about in the histories that at least we didn't have in you know a game of thrones the tv show because the books are still being written you know we're still waiting on wins of winter but basically what they're saying is could this essentially be another game of thrones scenario um and this is sort of just a screener article and it sort of talks into, you know, some of these things, too. It's like a Night of the Seven Kingdoms, a Hedge Knight will be HBO's next Game of Thrones spinoff. But the network plans for the show means its long-term future already has a problem. The cable outfit has major plans to expand the franchise following the success of House of the Dragon with multiple Game of Thrones spinoffs in development. You know, some of these things we already know. I'm going to paraphrase and let's go to skip through here because we already know a lot of this stuff. But basically, a Night of the Seven Kingdoms three-season plan creates an ending problem. HBO's plan for A Night of the Seven Kingdoms makes sense since it allows one season for each of Martin's books with the potential for more if he writes them. Therein lies the rub. Martin's Dunkin' Egg books are not finished and probably won't be for many years to come, much like A Song of Ice and Fire. Martin has plans to write several more installments in the series, as many as 12 have been mentioned, which would chart the full lives of these two characters. If Martin doesn't write more of... A Night in Seven Kingdoms only runs three seasons. It has an obvious ending problem. So, you know, a lot of this stuff is stuff we already know. You know, it is going to create sort of a summer hall mess, right, if we get into it. So I kind of just thought we'd talk a little bit about that today. Just our thoughts potentially on, you know, the fact that it isn't finished. Mm -hmm. It is, I guess, in a better position it's in kind of a weird position, to be honest. It's more detailed, at least up front, than House of the Dragon is. And it's more detailed than Game of Thrones was. But it's on the backside, I think it's less detailed than House of the Dragon is. <laughs> so, like, what do you think, Jimmy? Well, you know, I, I definitely think that I would love to have all the books finished so they have a better uh, a way of going about it. But... One of the things that this article, I think, kind of leans towards is assuming that it's three seasons like we're, we're still in the writing stages of Dunkin' Egg. Um, if this show, let's just say it's getting 30 million people, 20 million, 15 million people watching every week, they're not killing that thing at three seasons. Uh, there, mm -hmm. there, there ain't no way. Uh, I, I also think that 
Dunkin' Egg is, is kind of unique in the sense that uh, it is a prequel, meaning that we do know how it all kind of comes down, at least an, an idea. We all know that it, it leads to Summerhall. Summerhall happens. So it is mentioned within in the histories kind of where the story would end up. I don't see how they would make it three seasons uh, unless unless they're thinking, a, you know, maybe first season will be a mixture of the first few books that we actually have. And who knows, maybe season two or maybe season three is a completely embellished story uh, that they kind of make from scratch because this is an adaptation like in screen ran articles in places. They like to point like, out and everything. But you know what? Things have to change when they go to screen. And if you were to stretch the hedge night out to be a full season, I do think you could do it. I think there's a lot of character development. You could work on the side characters a little bit more. There's a lot of Targaryens uh, that people want to know more about. Uh, however, you know, you, you, you're going to change that. Like no matter which way you look at it, whether it's a full season or it's a half a season per book, th they're going to have to add stuff. So I just don't know how three seasons is going to be acceptable unless if they do something totally drastic with the timeline which you know, that that's in their right as you know adapters the biggest question though is the showrunners like who are going to be the showrunners we want it to be ryan condell which is why right. i mean you've talked about we hope that maybe it comes at the tail end of house of the dragon uh maybe not airman at the same time so ryan condell could do this if it's condell then i feel great because he has such a good relationship with George. I don't think he's going to run away uh, from George's plans, kind of like D&D did. Um, you know, that's one thing that people talk about as well. People pretend like the show started changing when they ran out of material, but that's not true. Like they started changing things at the end of season four uh, yeah. with Taisho mission. And then season five, there's a book for that. There's, there's Feast for Crows. Dance of Dragons is there as well. They started changing things far before they ran out of books. So I, I don't I don't necessarily feel all that alarmed. Right. I will still say, you know, and just real quick here in defense of Dan, of Dan and Dave, because I go obviously oh. I go back and I, I just say this because I always go back and forth on it where it's like, yes, they are obviously the ones to blame for the ending. But at the same time. They also they also knocked it out of the park for four straight seasons of the mm -hmm. biggest show in the history of television. So part of me still loves, you know, like if they were given these, let's just say, now not that it's not that it's going to happen, but if they were given your only job is to adapt these three books into three seasons, I'd be like, sign me up because I know they have mm -hmm. a, they have a track record of doing like amazing work when they're given the material. Now I do know, I think it's, because uh, it's Dan and Dave DB Weiss or whatever. I have Dave Dan Benioff. Benioff right. Yeah. No, I know Benioff is the one who also wrote Wolverine Origins, which is by far the worst X Men movie. Well, I don't know. The Phoenix one was really bad too. But uh, <laughs> they're both pretty bad. But anyway, he did Wolverine's Origins and it's absolute trash. So, but you know, that's the <laughs> sort of thing. Like some people are really good at writing some people are really good at directing it's really hard to have somebody who's real who are really good at all of those things um i think there's a lot of cases like that in hollywood to be be honest i think patty jenkins is a really good director i think she's a terrible writer uh i think the same with ryan johnson like ryan johnson if you clearly knows how to direct a beautiful movie but he should not be writing things ever uh, especially <laughs> in in star wars um but yeah i agree with you it's going to come down to the showrunners and you know people that are willing to work with george and get some of those secrets because george has to trust these people too to be handing over the secrets of what's going to happen yeah i believe that condell actually knows what happens at summer hall i think he mentioned that in an interview like george told him what happened at summer hall yeah so i condell and george are, are very close and miguel's in that circle as well i don't know if he's going to be involved in any of the future shows but uh like i said if ryan condell's running it i'll feel pretty great about it that it'll at least be a competent show uh you know, don't you feel as if this is George's way of getting to finish Duncan Egg, though? I feel I like do. that's that, that, that's kind of the idea. It's like, I'm not going to get to write these. I think he he knows that. And he has so many other projects. He has Fire and Blood 2, even after the Winds of Winter, and then A Dream for Spring. I just don't see Duncan Egg being a priority at any point, even though they are shorter. Uh, I think this was George's way of finishing the, the, yeah. the show. So I'm, I, I'm hoping he takes a heavy hand. Uh, though he's only able to 
exert as much power as the studio gives him. So, but in theory, he could like he can kind of knock a few birds out here with one stone. Yeah. Um, he because we're in the, he's in this weird position here with this because obviously we need to finish wins and we need to finish a dream of spring. Okay, Please. I still have said for years I think a dream I think a dream of spring is the easier is the easier book to write and once he finishes wins a dream of spring will be like two years because yeah I did because it, yeah one hundred percent yeah you, would, would you put money down on it I would I would put money down on it you want to bet you want to bet something right now guess, let's get the wins if a wins <laughs> comes down we'll make we'll make a bet we'll make a bet we'll make a bet uh, yeah I'm down yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I just because it's you've been building to this thing for the whole time. And I, I've always described it as like, you know, when you now like I suck at wrapping presents, you know, when I wrap presents, <laughs> there's a lot of tape and a lot of swearing. OK, <laughs> but, you know, some people are really good at it and they, you know, it looks all nice and they put that really nice bow on there and then you can just pull that bow and it all just like, comes unraveled. It's beautiful and gorgeous. And I sort of feel like that's what a dream for spring is going to be where it's George Wynn's building for this thing for the whole time. And it's like, I just got to get these people in this position in this position in this position. And then the ending is all going to come together because mm -hmm. I know exactly, you know, how that, how that's going to go. So that's going to be I a lot less players in for a dream. I think I've mentioned a lot of people are going to be dead. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That is the problem right now is we got to kill. We're always talking about, we got to get rid of X, Y, and Z to get, <laughs> you know, to get to the next A, B and C of the next book. So the advantage there is really, it's like, I think it's just wins. And then you, you just have to, you know, physically sit down and write a dream for spring. But I think in terms of the structure of it, it'll be a much easier task, mm -hmm. but okay. So then you go to his other projects, which is fire and blood Two, And the rest of the Duncan egg night of the seven kingdoms books. Right. Well, sort of the advantage there is that the next block of, fire and blood is going to be heavily surrounding, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. for starters, we know a lot of that's already written because we have it in a world of ice and fire. And we have it in the his in like the histories that are told throughout the series and a lot of stuff from Duncan egg about what happens in the target. It's that's going to be like mainly black fire rebellion leading into like summer hall and stuff like that. So a lot of that is going to be stories about like egg on the fifth and what's going on with Duncan egg. So, he's kind of in this nice position here where he can kind of write a lot of that stuff at once. Yeah. And kind of outline it and figure it out. And that's going to, okay, now help him weave in. Cause he's already finished it. So a lot of that is like outline and structure stuff, as opposed to like, I really have to sit down and write this character's, you know, picks up this object and it's going to tie in here. And, you know, it's way easier to do. So, this this might be kind of a blessing in disguise for him because really it's like man while this writer strikes going on you got to finish wins and then like the re the next decade which could be the final decade knock on wood you know george but george is getting up there could be the the way to finish it yeah i mean dream definitely has all the threads laying down uh for for the finish right here's a question about duncan egg though because we're talking about you know it's not finished yada 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 Th there's a good chance chance that these end up going from novellas to novels right like with the way that george likes to garden and throw mm -hmm. things in i i just i i work because he hasn't written a duncan egg novel in a long long time when was the mystery night published oh that's a good question let me I'll, I'll look this up because I'm very curious because it, going back into the, you know, the short form. It's, it's he wrote, I think he wrote the hedge Knight after a clash of Kings. Or did he write it after a game of Thrones? I think Myst he, he, mystery night was published in 2010. So, okay. You know, al almost uh, <laughs> as long ago as uh, a dance. So. Right. But when was because that's the other thing is he sort of wrote them in tandem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Dance so, of Dragons came on 2011. Right. So. Yeah. So the Hedge Knight was written in it was released 1998, which was before a storm after a Clash of Kings or the same time as a Clash of Kings and a Storm of Swords. Because it is really interesting when you go back and you read the Hedge Knight, because 
if you only ever read the books, right? Now we have House of the Dragon and everything, so it like changes ever, the way we look at everything. But man, when you start read when you start reading it, the Hedge Knights, one of the reasons I love it is like all these Targaryens are running around and everything. Like, man, this oh, is awesome. different world. Like, getting to like, yeah, totally different world. Yeah, I mean that's one of the reasons why we did like House of the Dragon so much is because it was like it felt like a different era, and that's something that Duncan Egg actually evokes out of the reader too. It's like, whoa, we heard about all this and this books, and now we're getting them. Like, Dunk Sir Dunk Tall is mentioned very yeah. early, and lo and behold, George is writing stories about him, which is great. I, I love George's short fiction. Uh, for those those of you who have only read you know the Song of Ice and Fire books, he has so many short uh sci-fi stories that in my opinion are fantastic uh dying of the light is tremendous sand kings is one that a lot of the people like night flyers uh there's a ton i actually just bought a really cool subterranean press edition it's called germ a retrospective and it's all of his short fiction um which yeah. even has some of the um the targaryen short stories in it as well it, i have uh what is it that's up there somewhere oh yeah right here it was republished in in volumes called dream songs uh mm -hmm. and and it contains some of the short uh novels yeah and we and we actually did a review of this ice dragon yeah yeah a, a good good while ago and actually i'd love to i would love at some at some point actually to do another uh dive through of of that because um he wrote that before game of thrones yes. right which is really interesting and this is supposed to get some sort of animated thing we'll we'll see if that ends up happening or not especially because <laughs> You know, Warner Brothers Discovery is figuring finances out uh, and animation's real expensive. So they try to not do as much of that anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, as you know, it's just really interesting because I'm sure he's still writing other stuff, too, like outside of A Song of Ice and Fire, let alone outside of Winds of Winter. But yeah, definitely. I mean, he writes a lot of um, no, he does a lot of editing rather for like wild cards. And right. yeah, I'm sure he has other projects. I know he was working on Night of Cooters, which he updates his blog about that. I don't think any of us honestly care, but he loves it. Right. He, he likes working on it. I would like to see him return back to the novella form. I would love the Duncan. If he slid in a Duncan egg story between Winds of Winter and Dream, I'd be fine with it. Yeah, because that because the other thing is we have no idea how far along he is on those. Because he don't never think he's he's, word. he's <laughs> you don't think he's written a word since like 19 since what 2010. 10. No. I, I think there were years where he didn't write a single song of ice and fire like line. I, I really believe that as much <sighs> as it pains me. I think he was just like, it's hard, man. You know, this is the same thing that happens with boxers and MMA fighters like Conor McGregor. It's hard to get him back in the octagon because he got paid mm -hmm. millions of dollars. Uh, it gets harder. When to does get the mystery night. I'm trying to think of when does it end like timeline wise? On the timeline, I'm I'm not positive. If you look on the wiki, though, I imagine I can, that. Well, I'll find uh I'll find what's his name, the Damon the Second Blackfire, because we find out when he dies. So he dies in two. It's not even known exactly when he dies. It was said, but it, roughly two twelve to two nineteen. Okay, so if you think of like think about that, then like really a lot of stuff doesn't even happen. So 233rd is when 233 is when Aegon the fifth becomes king. So there's about 10 years, a little over 10 years in between the the book where we're at now, the third book, The Mystery Night, and uh Egg becoming king. So that's a lot of adventures. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a lot of adventures. So the Night of the Seven Kingdoms, like what he originally his original plan for Duncan Egg really might not even end like, like summer hall like we think well well no that's not true because there is a rough outline for the titles but that doesn't mean that that's going to be the case we're doing dorn we're doing winterfell summer hall and then there's some other stuff because i think i think one of the titles was potentially uh, lord commander i'll let me look it up and see when exactly uh, dude could you imagine a novella with dunk being the being lord commander or uh, yeah. I'm sorry, being a, being a part of the gold cloaks is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, right. I'm all about that. Like we get a noir novel set in Flea Bottom. You kidding me? Yeah. Do we have? Yeah. See, so a lot of stuff happens. So, yeah, the white walls. So then there's just like bullet points. Right. Um, you know, we know that in 233, he becomes king. 
and then the black the fourth blackfire rebellion damon the third you know i would imagine that's in there the lionel baratheon where he marries the son marries jenny of old stones right and we know that dunk fights him and then yeah 259 is summer hall but i guess you know it's just the structure of how this whole thing would work in the first place would be even if they did it, even if let's say they did seven seasons and it was the whole thing. I do think that um, ending the show with Summer Hall would you end? Would you would you end the show if you got it? If you get, would you end the show with Summer Hall or would you end the show with Egg becoming king? I would end it with Summer Hall because that is the end of the real. T- I mean, I think you it, let, let's just say they combine some stuff because I, I actually don't think that's a terrible idea. And they right. run five or six seasons. Let's just say five for fun. If the last two seasons were egg is king. And dunk being in the gold club, I mean, I'm down like that would be amazing. I, I, I would love to get some red uh, keep stuff and then dunk going and smashing skulls and flea bottom. Yeah. So how do how do you think? Let me. See, I was wondering if they had I'm trying to find that. Okay. So the other to- titles are the Cell Sword, the Champion, the King's Guard, and the Lord Commander. So the Lord Commander would be the final one. So yes. Egg would be King and potentially the sixth one, and then he's Lord Commander. So yeah, maybe that is maybe because he would be Lord Commander at the time of Summerhall. It would be amazing. That would that would be the best way to tie it into the bigger overall story of what they're building here. As they're like, you know, one of the things we didn't think we'd get in House of the Dragon is this like pumping up of like Aegon's prophecy yeah. and everything, yeah. Song of Ice and Fire. So then you could really do that here and provide that other big piece yeah. to essentially Jon Snow. <laughs> also, <laughs> you know? I, yeah, I was saying gold cloaks at the time. I meant I meant Kingsguard. Kingsguard, right, um, right. But imagine that. Imagine Summerhall being the end. And at the very last scene is Rhaegar Targaryen being born. The only problem is I don't know that Game of Thrones. I'm actually really disappointed. One of the things I was I was praying for was that we would get some sort of flashback to the tourney at Harrenhal. And we didn't get that in Game of Thrones. I really thought that they would... I really thought we were going to get something because I thought we had to. I totally like all of my predictions. If you go back and listen to them, like the preseason eight predictions, I was like, they're going to have to tell us. I think that's how they're going to open up Heron Hall. They're going to open up the uh, Roberts Rebellion show with that. Or it'll be a flashback in it because like that's the catalyst, right? Like that really. I kind of feel like if they ever do a Roberts Rebellion show, I feel like season one would be like the lead up to Heron Hall. Yeah, that could work. That could work. I mean, I mean, or Heron Hall could be the end of it, but I, I don't, I don't, I think, I, I, I feel like you, you have to, you'd, you'd have to show Heron Hall in its entirety. Well, Tourney of Heron Hall is supposed to be a Broadway musical. That yeah, was a thing. I know. Yeah. And, and let me tell you what, I'll be the first person to buy tickets. I'll go. I don't care how expensive it is. I will I'll glo- go. We'll both go. We'll make a vlog. It'll be getting. Oh, definitely. Of- you know, I was looking actually to see if um, the next time they're doing Game of Thrones live in content, they did they they were only doing it, they only did one show this year. I was like, oh, Jimmy, I should go fly and see that. Anyway, I actually like, looked and and whenever I was uh, in Hollywood, out, yeah, I checked out the flights. I was like, this is crazy. I can't. I can't yeah, I can't do this. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's let's assume that the show is just going to be three seasons. I just think that's a terrible idea. I just they're just only going to adapt what we have. They're only going to adapt what what we have. I mean, that, that, is, is, is is that sufficient? It doesn't no. really end at a good. No. It would almost be better to just do season one. It would almost be better, yeah, to do a mini series and you do season one. But even then, it. it's like I don't know. And then you find out this kid's a Targaryen, but like I don't know no, because you find out he is like the prince. Yeah, I guess I don't know it can't like they can't they can't do it unless if they're going to totally change <laughs> and the third season is summer hall or egg being king either one of those right. but then they're changing everything which by the way i'm okay with like if they had a three season plan and they were time jumping doing all that okay fine because eggs got to grow up through this that that's a huge right. challenge i think uh for the show uh because we we know people don't love uh time jumps 
but they could do it. They can make it work. But I, I think Screen Ran is, is a little clickbaity with that. I yeah, think I think I'm zooming a lot. Well, I know I saw I think it was maybe Discussing Film posted it too. And somebody I think it was IGN. I think I remember I was trying to find their article as well. Where They were like it was like two weeks ago. And there was like a couple little notes of insiders saying they right now their only plan is three seasons for it. because That's that's all they have. Well, so maybe to me, to me, I feel like six, three seasons of six episodes. If all we're touching is what we have is the way to do it. Yeah. And I guess you just end the show and it just doesn't have like the big blow off, which you can do. There are a lot of television shows that happens. Yeah. Deadwood until it got its movie. You know, it, it was canceled, yeah. which was a crying shame. But actually Oz, yeah. which is, an, you know, HBO's first real mega hit, in my opinion, uh, it kind of just ends like the ending is very lackluster in my opinion, but it does Nar just kind of end. Narcos was kind of like that. It's yeah. kind of the new thing where a lot of shows are like, yeah, <laughs> it's what it is. Here you go. It's a piece of content. It, it would just it. be a shame because we know from the history, right. like what happens and it, it, to see you that on could, screen would be powerful. Would you go back a little bit? The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Maybe in season one, you could show Dunk with Sir Arlen a penny tree, and then maybe... He dies at the end of like episode one or even episode two. And then Dunk goes to this tournament and you could stretch season one out to maybe seven episodes. I just don't I don't think you could get 10 episodes out of that. I, I think you can if you expand the Targaryens and some of the aside characters. I, th I think you might be able to. I would be a little peeved if they started any other way than what the novel starts with, which is Dunk digging the grave because it's one of my favorite openings to a book ever. It's amazing. Right. Anything. And that is such a great opening scene of a, a person just digging a grave, putting him in saying it's right. It's going into town. Cause like as the viewer, you start to piece these things together, right? Like you start to, it, right. it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful way to tell a story. And George right. is the best at it. To be honest, he always starts his books in chapters in the middle of a scene, which is so gripping. And it's, it's something that television does a lot of the times too. Like television is not always going to take the time to like pan in from far out in and set a scene. You know, a lot of times you cut in a TV show and people are in the middle of a conversation or they're walking through a door, starting a conversation, but like things are in motion and George writes that way. So I, oh God, I hope they open with dunk digging the grave, but, but maybe they want more weight behind uh, Arlen's death. And that's fair too. So, and then Dunk decide, hey, he knights him. What if he actually knights him? And they totally change the whole he's not a knight. I'd be pissed. I'd well, be pissed. he well, as far as we know, Dunk could be a knight. He is not a knight. There's no <laughs> way. Oh, hey. I'm just saying. You I'd, I'd say Tyrion's a Targaryen before Dunk's a knight. Before Dunk's a knight. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, we are going to do actually, and we're working on it, a big knight of the seven kingdoms, yeah. all three books. Uh, Iceberg. We did our House of the Dragon Iceberg season one, Iceberg, and we're putting together. So stay tuned for that here in the here in the next coming weeks. So okay, so season one I think structurally is the easier one of the seasons to do because all three of them are really just kind of single events, which is why I feel like six episodes is like almost perfect for for all of these. Yeah, if you don't I mean, want to put more meat, the, the audio book, the audio books I think are like three hours a piece yeah are they maybe four maybe they're four hours a piece uh i'd have to i'd have to look i also listen to everything past one next speed so everything right. i agree is skewed, i think they're but... i think they're roughly i think they're roughly four maybe they're three to four anywhere yeah they're short three to four hours a piece yeah because the whole thing is like 10 to 12 hours so you know season one i think honestly is the easiest one structurally because there's a lot of like good moments that would end episodes right yeah episode one honestly i i almost feel like it'd be easier to have sir arlen die and dunks digging i'm gonna go to this tournament but whatever uh, you know 
then there's the episode that you have the episode where he punches Damon uh, Arian Brightflame and gets arrested. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. That's a great way to end it. And then, you know, you end another one after he's put his team together. Okay, here we go. Now we're going to go do this battle. And then like your second, you know, second to last episode is the battle, the the trial of seven. And then what's his name? Uh, uh, God, I'm blanking on Baylor Breakspear dies right mm -hmm. there at the at the end of the at the end of that. Like, uh, uh, and then the end, that final episode is resolution, the whole deal. So that's that one structurally makes a lot of sense. The second book, The Mystery Night, I feel like, man, I feel like that's like three hours or the Sworn Sword. Yeah, I say Sworn Sword, I think is, is kind of structurally like pretty short. That's where they're going to have to add meat to the bones. And and they will. I mean, they'll, they'll expand on things. They're probably going to add characters, too, to be honest. Uh, yeah, original characters. I think the way you extend season one is you give Dunk something to do before he gets to the tournament. He has a run in with somebody, goes to something, right? Right. Uh, because for all intents and purposes, Dunk is going to be presented to us as a liar, saying he's a knight but he, we don't know if he's been knighted. So I think you right. do have to give him some sort of shine to make him look a little bit better to us up front to make us care about him. So I, I think that there's a chance that maybe there's something, you know what I mean? Something between the tournament and Arlen dying, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there is in the second book before it's opening, we do get a little backstory about how their horse you know, died. Right. And yeah. So, you know, you could maybe get some of those adventures. Maybe there's other tournaments that he's entering, you know, it, it, you, the, the second that's you, the second one is where you'd really have to expand. You could almost do a full episode on the, on the Blackfire rebellion. And it's like this story, right? Because remember yeah. uh, Eustace Osprey tells him the story of why he chose Damon Blackfire over Darren Targaryen. Yeah, absolutely. He was, he was one of the sword and you can dive a little bit deeper. Another character who doesn't really show up until the third one that you would that I would introduce is is Blood Raven. I would definitely introduce Blood. You hear about Blood Raven. I agree in the first two, but you'd have to have him. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think Blood Raven needs to be introduced earlier. Yeah. And then the third and then the third book that one I think you could expand a little the third season where you would have to expand again as a little more Blackfire history again maybe some more tournaments that Dunk's entering hey we hear there's a tourney at White Walls we'll go there kind of the same structure and you'd have to flesh it out that one actually would have like some of the coolest episodes towards the end like when Egg gets kidnapped and Dunk has to go rescue him and then oh yeah and then Blood Raven shows up I mean it's that one is going to be the exciting one. The second, I love all three of them. I love all three stories, but adapting them into television is where it becomes a little difficult. Yeah, it's definitely going to, they're going to have to tweak things. Yeah. So after that, Jimmy, you know, potentially to if whether they end it or they go forward with some of George's story, there are a few things, you know, there's a lot of theories surrounding some of these characters and you know we have some established lore in the show and this would be in theory keeping it in the show verse you could kind of weave in maybe alter some things yes we could and this one's a little closer to the main series you know it's only what 90 years before game of thrones i believe it's like we meet a young maester Aemon. A young Walter Frey. I, I say Walter Frey's in there. And <laughs> if they don't include little baby Walter being terrible, I'm going to be pissed. Right. Young Walter Frey. Do, when does Blood does Blood Raven go missing? We looked this up before and I have to look it up. I think Blood Raven goes missing after Summer Hall. Uh, yes, I believe so. But you should probably double check. But Blood Raven goes missing 252. Summer Hall is 255, I think we just said. Yes. Uh, Summer Hall is 252, I believe. Yeah. I was thinking 212 for the mystery night, but that's wrong. So, let's see. I mean, first, I got to type it right here. Summer Hall. First, I got to type it right here. 
there's two uh there's two m's in summer here yes yes i think they just changed that <laughs> yeah summer hall is 259 so we could in theory have a blood raven three-eyed craven as it is in the show verse that could <laughs> help expand that lore Ooh, i kind of like that and they do and, go to a, the wall. and a, and a maester amen yeah yeah and they could do the lady rowan weber becomes old nan there's a lot of really good stuff and and that's the thing i, I try to tell people these are cozier reads they are shorter reads but there's a there's a good amount of meat to these uh whenever you start diving in and looking at the timelines like like you just did I mean, there, there, there's definitely stuff like they're written for a purpose i think to serve the main series to be honest with you like yes they are independent stories they're entertaining but ultimately, George probably felt like he needed to get out more information, and he definitely wanted to handle the Blackfire Rebellions. No doubt. Yeah. What if the final thing, right? So let's just say, in theory, it gets to seven seasons, okay? Because there is one theory that's out there that they kind of went one way with it in the show, and that's Cold Hands. So in the show, they just sort of make cold hands bench but they never call him cold hands he just they just sort of meet him beyond the wall you could end it with dunk saves egg right or he's or maybe egg dies or whatever but dunk survives summer hall maybe dunk just saves what's her name riella and that's how Rhaegar gets born and that she's the one who ends up getting saved and that's because we know she has him on like the outside of the yeah. of summer hall as as it's burning down so then we just maybe then dunk then we get like the the post credit scene and it's dunk and he's wearing black robes and we go oh he went to the wall and he he's in hiding right yeah and then he goes beyond the wall and he gets called there like by blood raven and you have him in the cave and so that would kind of tie into that who he is cold hands theory and then also help reinforce that idea that hey this guy who remember this guy in game of thrones the three-eyed raven who was just this dude in the tree that they never explained whatsoever never. in the show that's what we talked about as a as like a joke but possibly that they could make damon blackfire or damon targaryen <laughs> the the guy because in the show verse it could happen because there is no it hasn't, yeah, it hasn't it been established absurd, but there's plenty of room you know, they can lean into the fantasy elements if they really wanted to. I mean, no one no one knows how long Blood Raven or, you know, Three-Eyed Crow has been in, been in that tree, right? And we've always talked right. about, like, well, who came before Blood Raven? Yada, yada, right. yada. Could so, they, yeah, could there be? The show so is wide open. You know, we can speculate all we want. Dunk could, or Egg could have dreams, and this is why he wants to bring back the dragons of a Night King. Yeah. Absolutely. Which you establish dragon dreams with, uh, what is it, Darren, his brother, in the opening season? Because they are going to, that's, you know, some of the pieces of the show is one, you have to adapt what you have, which right now is only three books, plus some, some outlined stuff in uh, World of Ice and Fire. Then you have to do you know, expand add in original characters and all the stuff the way you, there will be characters combined because it's tv and you have to sort of make it work but then also there's this tv aspect of we're building this into the show verse not necessarily the song of ice and fire verse but the show verse and making it all feel cohesive which they did a great job in in house of the dragon season one but we'll now have to do that in this show and potentially See, I think I just don't know about the three seasons business. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, obviously that might be what they sign up for at first. They say, well, let's do three seasons to see how it does. If it's only three seasons, how do you end it? Dude, I, I, I literally don't like you would have to mess with the time. <laughs> There's just no other way. Or well, no, I mean, I mean, I mean, if it's only those three stories, can, is there any possible way to end it? No, that makes it seem interesting. No, you don't not think even, so? No, not at all. I think it would be so anticlimactic. And just I mean, that, the like, book's, the book's great. Like, it would be a great season of TV. Mystery Night would be awesome. It's my favorite of the three. But for for a series ender, it would not. It, it would not work. I don't think. But Mystery Night does kind of end with Egg being like, "All right, it's time for me to become a Targaryen." 
yeah i mean i guess if that is fulfilling to the audience then it could work but i don't know F fun fact uh i'm, I'm sitting here searching uh did ryan condell actually originally wanted to do duncan egg he didn't want to do house of the dragon which i find interesting and probably leaning more towards the fact that maybe it's going to be ryan condell being the showrunner so that's good news right well i would say that that would be anyone's i think that's the logical next step after a song of ice yeah. and fire because it's the only it's the only place where you have actual point of views yeah from from characters yeah and good really amazing characters too like really flushed out now clearly whenever they've taken the time to expand on characters at least in house of the dragon they've done a fantastic job which is why i do think that like they could expand these out to 10 episodes because they can fill in the cast give a lot more backstory, give a lot more depth to the characters. And I think that, you know, if it follows the path of house of dragon, they'd be successful with it. Right. Right. Yeah. I just, I, I just, it's just, is it in trouble? Is it in game of Thrones trouble? Cause I have no, no doubt that it's going to be great. I have no doubt that it's going to be another HBO masterpiece and the song of ice and fire universe. And of course, for starters, we're not even anywhere close to season one because, yeah, you, you know, like by the time we hit season three of this show, especially right now with the writer strike, let's I mean, at early, the earliest we would even possibly see this show is 2025, if not I, 2020, if not 2026. I, I think it's like 2026 earliest. I, I think it'll so we won't even hit season three until like 2030. Not to mention House of the Dragon, it seems like it's taking two years between seasons. If they really want to do four seasons, right. that means we have another six years, which, you know, you know that's kind of crazy to think about, too, that it feels yeah. like everything it feels like everything is like that. Is that just all back up from COVID or is it just effects and everything like? I you think would it's have just to because the Game of Thrones, Game of, Th Game, of but Game of Thrones used to be every every year. Yeah, but those last two seasons, they took they took longer. Right. Um, and, and I do think it's more challenging when you have multiple settings, you know, cause you got to move people around and the production cast and people have schedules they have to stick to for other works. I mean, it's just really, really tough. And then all the CGI that they're doing adds in probably yeah. the, what, at least three months to, to the process. I think that's just the way TV is now, dude. It's just because it's just so much bigger of a production. And it's like, yeah, <clears throat> I think the other thing is that we all went from watching one form of media to you know, the, the standard form of media used to be the 23 episodes a season every year TV show. Mm -hmm. And we know that the quality on those, you know, not the quality, I shouldn't necessarily quality, but I guess it's hard to compare something like Big Bang Theory, which is a sitcom, which is basically just stage plays, right? Because it is, it's filmed from a light audience. And, you know, there's really, it's usually like one big set piece that's mm -hmm. usually like a living room where a lot of, you know, things were filmed. So we went from, watching that to watching things like our you because like the sopranos and all that stuff used to be like premium now what was once premium is now the standard <laughs> that everyone watches and it just feels different because it's like well we used to have this but it's just different yeah and the sopranos even had longer seasons you know they had a right. couple 20 plus episode seasons and uh, i wish shows were as good as the sopranos i wish right. that'd be great People, they try. I just think a lot of people fail. Uh, George talked about how he thinks that the shorter seasons are terrible. And it, one of the main reasons is because people don't get enough experience on set. They, they don't get enough. Like they're, they're not getting their hands dirty. And then they're sending these writers, these junior writers away uh, during production. And they have a writer there that's a, that's a senior. And the, these people are not learning how to run television shows this way. And he says it does not bode well for the next generation. And I, kind of agree, agree. Uh, Miguel that's that's kind of what he came up came as a junior writer and learned a lot on set from being there and being used and now they send them home so and that's actually one of the biggest issues from the writer strike as well so yeah uh I don't know TV is weird I mean you've talked about it before but uh I feel like we're spoiled for choice, but none of the choices jump off the page to me anymore. And then like with stuff now going down to nine episodes where it used to be 10, it's like, yeah, sometimes I wish they would dumb down the effects a little bit and work more on the writing. You right. know, even like the final seasons of game of Thrones, it's like, I would have preferred less action and better writing. <laughs> right. Do you want to, would you rather wait for it 
so like like or get it spread out and i mean one of the way i mean this is so like stranger things last year season four of stranger things is like we got a block of the season because netflix releases it all at once yeah and then it was like a month later we got another block of the season yeah i mean witcher's doing that as well i believe i think right. netflix is doing that so that that seems to be like a netflix strategy um no, I don't. I, I don't like it. I also don't like uh, binge, like the binge release. I hate that. I think it's terrible. Uh, I think that half of the reason why things get hyped up, especially with a show like A Song of Ice and Fire, is like the week to week discussion. Right. Like, it's it's too important. Uh, I think. Right. But, but also, I agree. It, it depends I'm on how you. you structure your season. Right. House of the Dragon. You could argue they could have broke it up into two. You know, do one, wait three months, and do the next because of the time jump. And there was like contained arcs, you know, obviously it's a part of a bigger narrative, but like a, like a season one, you could, you could still do week to week, but you could do like a season one, part one, and then a season one, part two. Yeah. Kind you of could. like what Netflix I think is doing. I just saw the trailer for it and today, uh, cause it's like summer games fest and they showed the new, they showed a new Witcher season three trailer, but it was like season three, part one. I was like, Oh, but yeah, it looks sweet, uh, by the way. But, um, yeah, I kind of agree. I think that could have worked for it. But House of the Dragon was already 10 episodes, which we were not expecting. We were expecting eight. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, it, it, it's hard to say. I mean, obviously, Netflix seems to be OK with go going that way. But I don't think HBO will. But with new people at the head of Warner Brothers, it's it's hard. To HBO might not even be around in four years, Matt. No. Uh, no. All reality <laughs> TV, Doctor Pimple Popper and Westeros. No. Let's go. I will say it is weird. Are you like going on Max? Oh, I hate it. It's, I hate it because so, I see something so and weird. I go, I go, oh my god, HBO release. Because in my head, it's HBO Max. So I right. click on something. And it's like uh, let me just let me just. By the way, we're we're toward the end of, of the podcast here. Let me just uh, let me just let me pull up Max because I want I want to I want to show you something. Max here. sucks. I I will. I you kind of. I mean, it's it's kind of the same thing. But um, well, here's the problem. I think of it as HBO Max. So I go and I go, oh man, HBO did a documentary. And then I go to click on it and it's from IDTV. And I'm like, this is trash. This isn't HBO. Right. So it's like, okay, so here's their brands, right? So now you have HBO Max Originals. Then it goes immediately goes to like TLC and HGTV. DC and Wizarding World get pushed to the back. So that's what they view as the biggest thing. Then it's like Food Network, Discovery. I don't even know what this is. Magnolia Network. I, I don't know. Magnolia. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's some sort of thing. So anyway, so I went to the travel channel. I was like, oh, that sounds cool. It's nothing but ghost stories, ghost oh, adventures, it, ghost bro, adventures, Lake of Death. Anthony Bourdain. He's a ghost now. Ghost adventures, <laughs> devil's den, Mo <laughs> mountain monsters. Okay. There's the first non ghost story. All right. Ghost I adventures think our are in that show. <laughs> hotel paranormal ghost. Has where there's not even any travel. <laughs> Bizarre <laughs> foods. Ghost dimensions, that's, Matt. That's the only thing Matt, that I, is... I was in a hotel room this past week, and I flipped on cable <laughs> for the first time in years. And I, it literally MTV only shows ridiculousness, and then Discovery only shows Naked and Afraid, which is a guilty pleasure of mine. Uh, I only watch. Well, you you, you got to have trash. Everybody has the trash TV. There's nothing wrong with everyone. Everyone's got you. You got to have your trash. Yeah, TV. I mean, some people like the Wheel of Time show. Exactly right. <laughs> It's finally coming out. I don't. I don't Who know. They, I think they did give a release date. Yeah. Who cares? What is your what, so naked and afraid? Is your go? Is your go to like? Yeah, and I only watch it when I'm in a hotel room because it's always on. Like that's all they yeah. show. So I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. You know, it's like PSR rating of six point four drops to. I'm like, well, this is all arbitrary. Who cares? And then they. Do, all right, I, I don't know why I'm going this tangent, but they'll show these people sleeping, and then they'll cut away to like a lion that obviously isn't anywhere near them. It's like those things are not here. Like, or they'll be like, I think I hear a lion. They'll cut the commercial. And I asked my wife, I'm like, what would you do if it came back? And it's just alliance killing these people. Like, like full blown uncensored. <laughs> I don't know. I just like HBO. Yeah. I just, we honestly, watch, uh, we watch, we watch the game shows. We watch like chopped. And, uh, I, I definitely watched a lot of forge and fire, which is pretty sweet. That one's, but, okay. I like that one. Yeah. I tried to watch some like, you know, housewives because i thought it'd be funny and it just wasn't it it's wasn't not funny it's sad it, it wasn't my cup of tea yeah. Very sad. they were all mormons it was weird 
storming Mormon, man. I, yeah, I was like, it was, it was weird. So I don't have a good trash TV show right now. I could probably need need to find something. You know, power is, is on demand. It is, it is too. There you go. It, it is some good trash TV. <laughs> Because a lot of there's a lot of things that people view as trash TV. It's so funny. Like you know, my wife, we have like it's like I'm like, well, I watch South Park, and she's like, well, that's so I'm like South Park is not trash TV. South Park is like very well social crafted. commentary. It's his social commentary. It's hilarious. <laughs> we should, by the way, also that's something we could do for fun, is we could review the Game of Thrones episodes of South Park. Oh, I'm down. They're phenomenal. It's my favorite South Park. It's so good. It's so funny because I didn't watch it. <laughs> when it came out maybe we'll do a watch along party that'd be fun we could do that Just go live on youtube we could, we could do that it's it's definitely it's definitely pretty funny <laughs> i think it's three episodes it's like it's it like is. a three episode special and a lot of wieners yeah a lot <laughs> so all right all right well with that guys uh we just wanted to talk about some night of seven kingdoms because there's just some stuff that came up within the news and i thought it'd be kind of fun to to talk about it so that we will be back next week with uh, our next chapter in the reread uh, and i think maybe some ravens as well and then stay tuned for that iceberg and start diving into our night of the seven kingdoms iceberg so that's if anyone has any duncan egg theories send them to us send, send them yes yeah there's a lot of stuff and we and i i could i'll have i have the list to look at because i pulled up about 15 to 16 that i know of that are just sort of like the things that surround it so it's going to be probably bigger than our house of the dragon season one uh iceberg as well which, which is really well so much fun and the and the comments we got were like insane along the way of people being like you are you guys are out of your freaking you really think else it's melisandre it's like, no, no dude it's no, we're the bottom of the iceberg it's the bottom of the iceberg because <laughs> it's the most crazy i know so <laughs> Oh, awesome. All right, guys. Well, with that, as always, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned. We will have that reread continuing next week. I think it's Aria 2, I believe, or Aria 3. Yeah. Aria 3 coming up. That's right. We meet Lem Lemon Cloak. There we go. That's because I listened to it. That's right. So, with that, as always, thank you guys for watching, listening, and we will see you next time. Remember that winter is coming. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.